It was towards the end of September 2020 when I last listed my favorites, https colon slash slash nudgecare.wordpress.com slash 2020 slash 09 slash 25 slash my top 20 books from my reading list of the last 24 months slash. Since then, I have disciplined myself to read for an hour or more every day despite the continuing pressures of work and home life. I have listed below my 10 favorite books, in no particular order, read over the last 6 months, books that have enriched me not just emotionally but also have humbled me, made me see the world in a different light and given me a lot of joy and a cathartic experience. During this period, I have also made a pledge and that is to read at least a couple of fictions every few months. This I hope adds more diversity to my reading. Today April 23rd is World Book Day and it would be a perfect occasion to pick up a book and hope this blog nudges you to do so. 1. A Promised Land, Barack Obama. I have recently shared a few passages from the book along with my interpretation of the book via a blog. Below is a link to the same, https colon slash slash nudgecare.wordpress.com slash 2021 slash 04 slash 17 slash passages from Barack Obama's A Promised Land slash. 2. Cast, Isabel Wilkerson, a fascinating book which gives an insightful look into casteism in America. Some of the passages gave me a horripilation of dread down my spine. Isabel an African-American journalist while sharing her own experiences of discrimination, chronicles American slavery which started from 1619 in Virginia and elaborates the modern-day battle of race and caste. Caste and race are neither synonymous nor mutually exclusive. They can and do coexist in the same culture and serve to reinforce each other. Race in the U.S. is the visible agent of the unseen force of caste. Caste is the bones, race is the skin, she says. She highlights the eight pillars of caste which form the basis of the book. 1. Divine will and the laws of nature, 2. Heritability, 3. Endogamy and the control of marriage and mating, 4. Purity versus pollution, 5. Occupational hierarchy, 6. Dehumanization and stigma, 7. Terror as enforcement, cruelty as a means of control and 8. Inherent superiority versus inherent inferiority. India with its caste system is also covered though briefly. A hard-hitting book. 3. The Great Romantic, Duncan Hamilton, he is the New Age Neville Cardis and his book is an homage, a tribute more than a biography to cricket world's finest writer in Cardis who even though he never received a formal education, ended up spending most of his life at the Manchester Guardian where his reporting on cricket was coveted for its poetic storytelling. In Cardis's own words, I consider myself to be an extremely well-educated uneducated man, courtesy of Manchester's municipal libraries. This book is recommended for all die-hard readers of good literature on cricket, Literature from the great British and Australian authors such as Jack Fingleton, E. W. Swanton, Ray Robinson, Gideon Haig, Tim Heald and more. The language is poetic and ethereal. The book allows the reader to understand Cardus the person, his personal foibles and battles, his relationships and yet his dominant mastery over the subject and the game. 4. The Commonwealth of Cricket, Ramachandra Gua, No list of mine will ever be complete without a book by Gua, one of my favorite writers. I was also pleasantly surprised after receiving a reply from him to my email where I had expressed the profound joy I experience every time I read his book. The book chronicles Gua's life and experience as an aspiring school, college and club cricketer. His experience of playing with and against cricketers who went to play for India. But more interestingly, he highlights the current hubris that has afflicted Indian cricket by sharing his experience as one of the members of the panel of administrators appointed by the Supreme Court to run the BCCI, and why he quit the same. It comes across as an honest account from a conscientious man. Since I am a diehard test cricket aficionado with a slight allergic reaction for IPL and T20, I quote a masterpiece from the book, 
In my opinion, Test cricket may be compared to the finest scotch, 50 overs to IMFL and 2020 to the local hooch. The addict who cannot have the first or the second will make do with the last. As with the finest scotch one savors every sip, and yet as with the finest scotch, the whole is infinitely greater than the parts. On the other hand after a T20 game all one remembers is that one got drunk, and one side won or lost. Read the book and savor its magnificence. 5. The Splendid and the Vile, Eric Larson. If I was to rank my top three books from this list, this one would perhaps be on the top. The book is a truly marvelous detailing of Winston Churchill's first year as Prime Minister when the Empire was struggling against Hitler's barrage. And how Churchill with his oratory, his dog determination, his voracious appetite to work 18 hours a day and his resilience, put Britain and the Allies on the right course. As Churchill says, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears and sweat. We will fight them with the butt end of broken bottles, because that's bloody well all we've got. Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. And then there's his wit, one of the secrets of a happy marriage is never to speak to or see the loved one before noon. A true masterpiece. Just couldn't keep the book down. 6. The Mountbattens, Andrew Loney, a candid and detailed summary of the debaucheries of Mount and Lady Mountbatten, their hedonistic and perhaps undeserving lifestyle. Lord Mountbatten comes across as a man of style more than any substance who knew how to play the game and ensured that he and his family moved up the social and military ladder. Edwina, his lady seemed more interested in betting with men of different demographics. A nicely written and concise biography of the two who sadly played a significant part in the partition of our country. 7. Why the Germans do it better, John Kompfner, a blog written earlier on this book gives you a greater insight into this wonderful book on a wonderful country, https colon slash slash nudgecare.wordpress.com slash 2021 slash 03 slash 06 slash why the Germans do it better slash 8. The immortal Victor Trumper, Jack Fingleton. Trumper was one of Australia's most iconic cricketing greats before Sir Don Bradman redefined greatness. Trumper is considered by many to be superior to Bradman, not statistically but in his style of play. He was an unselfish batsman who was ahead of his time with his stroke play. Sadly he died early at the age of 37 having played 48 test matches with 3,163 runs and 8 centuries. Fingleton in his unmistakable style pays tribute to this great cricketer. In Fingleton's words, for me, Trumper remains the greatest batsman who ever lived. Bradman could rightly be advanced against him, but whereas Bradman in the early stages of his career operated upon bowlers like a butcher at the abattoirs, wading deep in their agony and frustration, Trumper was like a surgeon deftly and classically dissecting everything that was offered against him. For all those who love cricketing history and its past greats, this is a lovely read. 9. 11 Rings, Phil Jackson, Leadership Lessons from This Giant of a Man, Player and Coach of Two Iconic NBA Teams. For more on this read my blog, https colon slash slash nudgecare.wordpress.com slash 2020 slash 12 slash 12 slash Phil Jackson's 11 Rings Leadership Lessons from the Maestro slash. 10. Bodyline Autopsy, David Frith, the book recounts all the great fast bowlers, the so-called demons who terrorized batsmen. The author starts from those who played the game in the late 19th century up to the bodyline. A very concise explanation of their personality and the way the game was played in those days. Then the lead up to the bodyline, what happened before, during and after the bodyline. A fine account as always by David Frith one of the finest writers on cricket. Hope these recommendations tickle some interest among a few of you and nudge you into picking up these titles or for that matter any book you fancy. I end this blog with a few of my favorite quotations on reading. Reading should not be presented to children as a chore, a duty. It should be offered as a gift. 
Kate DiCamillo. Some books leave us free and some books make us free. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Books and doors are the same thing. You open them, and you go through into another world. Jeanette Winterson.